years past, and you're listening to Lifelines, where we are learning to be spiritual beings living in a material world. Thank you for joining me today. And again, I'm sorry, I have to apologize that it's been such a long break since the last episode. Best laid plans, best intentions, but as you know how it happens, life gets in the way. So thanks for being here. Thanks for sticking with me and coming back even when months go by before I return. I wasn't even sure I would record an episode today. Wasn't even sure what I would talk about. And then something reared its head and I thought, this looks like a good topic. And to be honest, I've got nothing planned. It's going to be off the cuff, as is my MO. So the last uh, week or so, especially the last few days, I've been finding I'm really in a bad way, blaming it on work stress, blaming it on busyness, blaming it on whatever might be going on in my exterior life that might cause me stress or anxiety, the busyness that life of life that gets in the way. But I knew deep down that the reappearance of negative attitudes, the unfortunate surfacing of the uh, self-loathing behavior of my past and mental interior conversations that have quieted down now that I'm a older, wiser woman, started making their way back into my consciousness again. And I had to take a deeper look at what was behind it, because that's not just work stress and that's not just busyness. And then I knew because I'm watching the calendar and day by day, marking off the time before I hit my mother's uh, death anniversary, which is, um, I'm recording this on April 11th, so it's tomorrow, and it will be 33 years uh, since my mother died. Uh, She died at only 47 years old, and it was obviously a very painful and terrible, terrible loss for my entire family. And I've written about grief, I've talked about grief, I have a book about grief, and so often we want to believe, you know, that whole time heals all wounds, and time does, in fact, heal a lot of the the deepest wounds that come from traumatic loss, deep loss of somebody we love in our lives. But time never heals all the wounds, and time never erases it. Thank God for that, that time doesn't erase uh the, the the loss entirely, that there's always this longing, there's always this piece of something, someone that we hold on to and we come back to. And if you've ever lost somebody special to you, um, you know that the anniversary, even when you are not necessarily conscious of the calendar turning toward it, um, somewhere inside, we No, without even having to think about it, our bodies and our minds know that something is coming that needs to be memorialized and that is going to reopen or at least scratch at an old wound that will always be there. There'll always be that space, that emptiness. And for me, this is a big one. Um, Year to year, the reaction to my mother's anniversary varies. Some years it passes quietly by, other years always remembered, obviously. never It's never forgotten. But it's just maybe a little more quiet, a little more subtle. And then other years it really uh, 
takes takes a whole new takes it to a whole new level again like asking me almost to look at it in a new way and i think that's what happens as we age you know i'm 10 years past more than that i'm 11 years past where my mother was when she died so i've lived a whole portion of my life that she never got to see um you know times that she did she never went through certain phases of her life she never became um an older woman. She was always just the middle-aged mom who looked much younger than she was. And people thought she was my sister. Uh, And then she was gone. And so I'm sort of in this new terrain, a terrain where I can't call on the memories of my mother to guide me through this. And so it's a whole new um, phase of grief. You know, you go through the phases of getting married of graduations, milestone birthdays, having children, uh, your children's graduations, all those things that you wish your mother was there for or whoever that loved one is that you've lost. But then there's that. and, And for a long time, I was marking my life against my mother's until I got to her death year, watching my own calendar tick closer and closer to the age my mother was when she died, as if It was a milestone I needed to pass. And I think that's the case for many people who lose a parent um, younger than than they would expect, that you then mark your own life against their life. But then you're in this whole new place when you push past that, especially at this point where I'm pushing into my, you know, I'm no longer middle age. I'm in the third, third of my life. And so it's a whole phase of my mother's life that she never experienced and I never saw her go through. And I think that brings its own kind of loss and grief with it. Um, so I guess one of the things I just wanted to make sure people think about, and and even if you don't talk about it, you know that it's okay. It's okay to be sad when anniversaries come up, whether it's the loss of a parent or the loss of a friend. I've lost many friends far too young. Their birth dates, their death dates are always something I mark and something I try to remember in an external way so they are not forgotten to me or to others. Um, The baby I lost through miscarriage, the anniversary of that miscarriage is etched on my heart. It always calls me back to myself and to um, that time and makes me reflect on that. So people, it's it's important for people to be aware of the... um, reality of grief and the the necessity of grief, that we all need to grieve and we need to grieve in our own ways. And nobody grieves the same way. Um, our age, our place in life, our past, our history, our present, all of it shapes us and affects the way we will grieve and the way we will remember that person, our time together, the loss as we move through the rest of our life. So yeah, time heals a lot of the wounds. And tomorrow, when I remember my mother on her anniversary day, and for me, there's almost like a marking of an anniversary week because my mother died at home and there were several days of dying. And so I mark that time. Often I wake up out of a complete dead sleep at the hour that my mother actually died. Um, To me, it's a it's almost a gift and it's a, an amazing, mystical, grace-filled thing that our hearts and our minds and even our bodies 
respond to the love that we've lost and the the effect that that life and that person had on us. And that even 33 years later, there's this ache, this ache for the mother that I loved and I lost and I continue to miss really every single day of my life. Because how can we not miss our mother? You know, I look at my own children and I would hope that even if they're move on with their lives, that I'll be remembered for the way I influenced them and the things I said and did. And sometimes I can see a photo of my mom and she has just a certain smile on her face. And it reminds me of her laugh or of her sense of humor or of her joy. You know, it just brings it back because when we get separated from that person for this long, You can't really remember their voice. And sometimes even their face seems a little foggy. So my, um, the thing I want to say most, I think, is just to say that grief can be a beautiful thing. And, And I don't mean just the hard grief. The hard grief of an initial loss is painful and it has to, has to be, um, gone through. It has to be experienced. It's not healthy. If you bury it, you need to cry. You need to scream. You need to deny. You need to rail at God, whatever it is that you need to do in those early stages of grief. Uh, Get the help that you need and the support that you need when you're going through the earliest stages of grief. And that whole first year after you lose someone is the early stages of grief. It's not over three days after a wake and a funeral. Um, the first birthday, the first holidays, the first anniversaries, those are milestone grief moments. And everybody deserves an opportunity to grieve the way, the way they need to grieve. But also to give yourself the space for the mellower, softer, less painful, but almost beautiful, tinged with sadness, grief of the later years that it's okay, that it's okay to remember, it's okay to maybe even wallow a bit. It's okay to maybe cry a few tears, take out some photos, play a favorite song, make a favorite meal, whatever it is that connects you to that person. And let that sadness be part of your life. That's an okay thing. And to know that if you are getting down on yourself, getting stressed, snapping at family members, um, moving into that dark place. Take a note of where you are on the calendar. And if there's some terrible loss that's surfacing subconsciously to you and you haven't even been aware of it, and then you take a note and say, ah, this is why. This is why I'm now in this place. And now instead of being angry about it or fighting it or being unwilling to accept it, I can actually sit with it and say, now I know why I've been feeling the way I'm feeling and it's okay. And I know that I'll pass through this. And rather than turn all that sadness on myself into some sort of self-loathing, I can turn it toward those memories of my mom and the time that we shared and use it to spend a little time thinking about the gifts I was given by the time I had with her and the gifts I want to give my children in the time I have left with them. So that's a little bit of a downer podcast today, I guess. Although I hope that it will be taken as 
um, a reminder, a reminder that no matter what your loss is, again, whether it's a parent, a spouse, a child, a friend, um, anyone that is very close to you that you've lost and that you've really ached for, that it's okay. It's okay to be sad and it's okay to feel that way. And that if you're really sad, to make sure you reach out to somebody who can be a support or if you need somebody professionally to be a listening ear and a sounding board and help you out of that space, then do that. But if it's just a mild sadness, um, uh, uh, clinging to memories, a sorrow over what's gone, that's normal and it's actually beneficial and even beautiful. And so let yourself be in that space and remember the person you loved and maybe go do something special for someone else in their memory. So thanks for being here for Lifelines today. I hope you enjoyed this short and somewhat somber episode of Lifelines. You can find me over at my blog, notstrictlyspiritual.com. And uh, you can find grief writings that I've done over there. I have a book called Parenting a Grieving Child, which is about helping children through grief. I've written about miscarriage. This is a topic that's near and dear to my heart, obviously. And so you can always find me over there. And if you have any questions or would like me to give you any references for other books that might be helpful or anything else, um, you can find me through that blog, notstrictlyspiritual.com. Thank you again for being here. I'm so grateful even for just these few minutes to talk about the things that are on my heart. And tomorrow, um, when I remember my mom, I'll also remember all of you and all the losses you've suffered. And I'll send out some prayers and healing light to all of you. Thank you. God bless you. Peace and love.